Dear Fool Me Once, I was really underwhelmed by this wannabe Indiana Jones episode of The Vampire Diaries, and I can't even talk about Grams right now. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Fool Me Once, so I have a speech. It's fully scripted and well rehearsed. This episode was so good to me and made me feel all of the emotions, just all of them. This episode had some great reveals, some mysteries, and we sadly say goodbye to one of the best characters. I can't wait to dig in. There's so much to talk about. Sincerely, Nikki. Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Vampire Diaries, Fool Me Once, Season 1, Episode 14. I'm your host, Nikki, joined as always by my co-host and best friend, Bridget! We won't be delving into future episodes, but we will be discussing this episode, Fool Me Once, in detail. You have been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. All right, Nikki, this is the episode where Jeremy asks Anna to a party in the woods. Stefan, Damon, and Elena work with Bonnie and Grams to open the tomb and are shocked by what they find. That That's maybe the best one yeah, yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you were underwhelmed by this episode? <laughs> yeah, I was. You know. Why? It's, it's a lot of, um, we're in the tomb, we're out of the tomb, we're in the tomb, we're out of the tomb, we're in the tomb, we're out of the tomb. And I, I was, I was like, oh man. <laughs> Maybe, maybe just watching, but because I like dissected every scene and I was like, and they're out of the tomb again, and they're in the tomb again, and they're out of the tomb. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I also kind of felt like, and this ties into my previously on, it feels a little bit like, um, you know, that song that's like, uh, I know an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why, blah, 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 blah. And it goes into all the things that she swallowed after that for the fly. It's like, I know a vampire who opened a tomb. He needed the journal to get the grimoire. He needed the grimoire to open the tube. Like, that's how I felt like this one. Oh, uh, see, I felt that way more about, like, the past episodes. Whereas this one, I'm like, okay, we finally yeah. are doing the thing. Like, we don't just have to talk about the tomb anymore. We're going in the tomb. I can see why, as an Aries, you really liked this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. All right, but let's, look, let's, let's back up, do our previously on. My official previously on is... Anna the vampire is over for a play date with Jeremy and disappears and has taken Elena. And we start this episode off where last episode's cliffhanger left off. Stefan realizes that she's been kidnapped. But a uh, big question. D- is she a dead ringer for Catherine? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, she's still a dead ringer for Catherine. He still lived alone for centuries. All of okay. those. <laughs> Just making sure that all those of them hadn't still changed. There. Okay. Nope. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Still the same. Cool. So we open up at the motel room, like you said, um, where Elena wakes up in a strange room and she sees Ben sleeping in a chair slumped over. It's super scary. It's very, it reminded me of Caroline when she wakes up with Damon that like trying to sneak out and she does a good job of like being really quiet and she gets to the door, unlocks the door and jump scare. <laughs> yeah, it almost feels like vampires their their main source of entertainment is like pranking humans. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I in my I actually think that he was actually asleep <laughs> cuz really? he proves to be incompetent during this entire episode. So I feel like him falling asleep on the job makes perfect sense. And Elena is super smart in this scene, like even though Ben is like compelling her, she realizes what he's doing and she's like Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, she pulls an Alaric 
and plays along with the compulsion. It's very good. And she still makes it go for it when he's like two feet away. And I'm like, not as smart, Elena, not as smart. Um, and Anna walks in right at that moment. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And Ben's all like, but I did the eye thing. I did I did what you taught me. And Anna's like, well, you forgot like the number one lesson about Vervain. She dates a vampire, Ben. Duh. Yeah, I loved that part. She's like, she dates a vampire. Obviously. Like, what? <laughs> and she brings Elena over to the bathroom and locks her in. Where Elena turns around and in the bathtub. Poor Bonnie. Slumped over, out cold. I also That would be honestly the worst thing ever. Like, not only have you been kidnapped, but if I had to go into the bathroom and then find you in the tub, that would be like my heart would drop all the way yeah. to my stomach. That I wondered at first when Elena woke up and saw Ben if she realized he was a vampire or if he if she just thought he was just like some scary sociopath oh that's a really good point i didn't even think about that i'll bet she realizes he's a vampire when he um tries to compel her yeah that's a really good point speaking of elena's vampire boyfriend (laughs) we go over to the salvatore boarding house stefan is pleading with damon that anna took elena damon being the biggest asshole in this moment uh, it's like, yeah, I gathered that from your 600 voicemails. Stefan's just trying to get Damon to help him with info on Anna. Like, it's not that big a deal, and Damon couldn't give less of a shit. Stefan's like, well, what if your blood hasn't passed through her system? And Damon's like, well, then at least you know you'll see her again. <laughs> but in this moment, Stefan gives a really heartfelt apology. He says, you know, I, I can't remember not hating you, but I know you have your reasons for hating me, and this all started with me, that Catherine got taken away from him, and he's sorry. And even though Damon doesn't take, he, he accepts the apology. And in that like mm-hmm. brief second, it looks like it actually means something to him. But in all ways that Damon does, whenever he starts to feel emotions, he gets scared and he doubles down on being an asshole. You don't think it was kind of, I thought it was kind of mocking. A little bit like, yeah. Oh, apology accepted. <laughs> I feel like at that point it was. I think when his face, when he first hears the apology, is sincere. Yeah. And then he really triples down when he says, I mean this sincerely. I hope Elena dies. Yeah. He's super shitty in this scene. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that he also just kind of wants Elena to be a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I really mean this. I hope she dies so that she can be a vampire and you can have... Like, this could be a lot better. (laughs) He seems, like, really hurt in this scene, and I feel like... I was, was like, wait, what just happened before this? Oh, yeah, they just, like, opened the the grimoire without him. Yeah, I mean... I was like, that... It just doesn't seem that warranted. Like, I was like, hmm? I don't know. I feel like at the end of the last episode, they showed him being, like, really upset to the point where he was going to kill Elena, you know? To get the grimoire. But he's got the grimoire. Yeah, but he's still, like... Maybe maybe this is his way now of being, like, fuck you, Stefan. Yeah, because he's like, I know I shouldn't have trusted you. And then I did. And I was right to not trust you. So fuck you. Yeah. Like, you both betrayed me. I hope she dies. Speaking of sh- of the she in that sentence, um, <laughs> we, go, we go back to the motel bathroom where Elena is putting a cold cloth on Bonnie's forehead and wakes her up and uh, gives her some exposition uh, on the episode of, like, why they're there and what these vampires want and why Bonnie is involved. 
She does a good job remembering to turn the water on so that they don't hear her, which is something that she relearned last episode. That's right. And Ben uh, comes in all like, how long does it take you to wash your hands? Oh, and he turns off the tap. Uh, He's a fan of water conservation, our Ben. He's also competing with Damon to be the biggest asshole in the first 10 minutes of this episode. Yeah, for sure. Where he tells Bonnie, you know, you shouldn't be so desperate. You made it too easy. Hey, Ben. Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, it's awful how he how he disses her in, in another, like, parallel way to, like, the whole what we talked about with, like, him kidnapping her was very, like, date rapey, bait and switchy. Um, and so it's kind of awful that he's using this, like, you were desperate and, like, you made it easy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, like, this is your fault. That's another parallel to that and i wish bonnie in this scene would say i can't help you like i'm not that good of a witch they don't know they haven't seen her power she hasn't like established that so elena gets dragged out into the main part the main living area of the motel to talk to anna and i'm just really excited that she calls her Catherine's doppelganger because it's yeah. the first time anyone has used the word doppelganger. And Anna is, like, the nerdiest vampire that we've met so far, so of course she would know that word. Yeah. And uh, Elena's like, who the fuck are you? And Anna's like, your brother may have mentioned me? I mean, like, we're practically dating. <laughs> I love the, like, switcher. She, like, is smiling. and She's like, we're practically dating. It's just yeah. great. And then we cut to Jeremy, who's at the grill doing homework, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. A little study boy now. All of his suffering is gone. We hear about Duke. We hear about Duke the douche. One of my favorite NPCs <laughs> of the show. <laughs> uh, Tyler and Matt are all talking about like kegs versus amount of douchery. And they figure that kegs went out. Jeremy's just hanging out near them. And Tyler is like being shitty to him, kind of. And Matt is like, do you ever get bored of it? Do you ever get tired of it? Of what? Yourself? And Jeremy thinks that's very funny. And Tyler's like, ugh, shut the fuck up. And, uh, oh god, I'm not happy to see Tyler back. I don't care. Uh, just... Immediately an asshole. Yeah, we really don't need more of those, to be honest. Caroline comes in, and she's like, hey, Jeremy. And she's asking him about Duke's party, and if he's seen Stefan and Elena. Um, she's like, ah, I'm not gonna be one of those girls who disappears just because she has a new boyfriend. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if only you knew why she disappeared. <laughs> oh, no. I really like uh, Jeremy in this scene. It's nice to see him have, like, a personality. Because <laughs> he went from being, like, sad, lonely boy to, like, kind of a husk of a person just studying all the time. And now he, like, is starting to get some humor and be, like, fun again and, like, have that other problems. It's almost like when you take somebody suffering away, they become less interesting <laughs> as a character because they need to have challenges in order to be a well-rounded character in a television show because <laughs> i like that caroline invites him to the party and she's like the party's for everybody including little loner brothers and it's very sweet i also love caroline's next scene when she goes up to matt it's a you kiss me and i don't want things to be weird speech <laughs> the escape clause preemptive escape clause it's so sweet she gives him this, ex- this escape clause and he's like, now I'm good. And he just looks so delighted by yeah. her. Like, it's just very sweet. And then when he's like, no, I'm good. She's like, oh, okay. 
okay, good. And she just looks like surprised. And it's very, very sweet. I yeah. like it. Well, it's cool because like she's she obviously went to therapy on her own and then was like, so this is the last thing he said to me that he didn't think it was going to work. And then he kissed me. So what do I do with that? And she did a good she did a good thing. She was like, I don't want to make assumptions. And he's like, oh, no. So I know that it was meant as a problematic jab towards her mother. But earlier in the season, Caroline was saying to Liz that if she wanted help with boys, she would talk to her dad. And then in the last episode, Bonnie did say she was with her dad. So maybe she got some good fatherly advice. And that's why she's like having better open dialogue. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. The off-screen dads. We don't see Bonnie's dad. We don't see Caroline's. Anyway, speaking of Bonnie's Mm -hmm. family, uh, we go to Graham's porch. Where Damon comes up and he's like, hey, do you know where, uh, hi, hi, just your friendly neighborhood, uh, postman, um, uh, do you know where, uh, Bonnie is by any chance? And she's like, she's not here. And he's like, do you know when she'd be? And she's like, oh, let me check the calendar. That would be never, never. She'll never be back. You are no friend to us. And then Damon is like, step outside and say that. And Grams is like, challenge accepted. I am not Bonnie. You do not want to mess with me. But then we get this great moment, and this is Jasmine Guy is an awesome actress, um, where she closes the door on him, and she has this moment of, like, being really shaken. Yeah, because as far as we know, she hasn't had to deal with vampires. Like, she was lucky enough to be in a generation where the vampires weren't really in Mystic Falls. But we know that she can take one down. Speaking of vampires, going back to the motel room, Anna tells Elena about her mom. Because she mentioned, because Elena is like, why do you want Catherine back? And Anna's like, nobody wants Catherine back, (laughs) except for Damon. Like, (laughs) and she says uh, that she wants her mom. And Elena says, I'm sorry. And Anna has this moment of, like, pausing and being like, you really mean that, don't you? I love whenever it catches people up that Catherine and Elena are very different people. Yeah, me too. I love that too. And I love that Elena's strength is her compassion. But then Anna's like, mm, let's skip the dead mom bonding so we can serve a pur- so you can serve yeah. a purpose here. Elena, her strength is not intelligence. She's like, what is that? And I'm like, duh, you're obviously <laughs> here because they need Bonnie. That's how ransom works. So Anna calls Stefan and she's like, I need the grimoire. You need a witch. Let's work together and meet in the town hall. Town hall? Town square. <laughs> town center. Town hall. Let's have a hearing about it. We see at the Salvatore house, Stefan answer that call and Damon over here. And Damon is continuing to be shitty to Stefan about it, which he says out loud, but then is the one that goes to the center of town to meet with Anna. Big bark, little bite. So we go back to the motel room and Anna leaving Ben a little bit of advice, like he's the babysitter, but the advice you never give the babysitter, which is compulsion won't work, just use violence. And uh, meanwhile, Ben, the most well-fleshed out character ever, is being a little shit to Bonnie all of a sudden. And I'm like, where is this coming from? He's like supposedly someone they would have known and and it would have been really interesting to see this conversation go a totally different way where they're like Mm -hmm. what happened to you and like did you choose this or like yeah and then he could have a moment of like because it seems like the the thing that he likes about being a vampire is the fact that he has he's immortal we don't get to really see anything about that yeah also (laughs) like why does he like anna like did did she she obviously has dropped a total facade with him But instead of having this awesome conversation that they could have been having with Ben as a more well-fleshed-out character, Elena interrupts him being shitty to Bonnie, 
and says, is there anything to drink here? And he's like, are you offering? Uh, I'm a vampire. <laughs> I used to work at the grill. Now I'm a vampire. And I still work at the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Immortal life is awesome. Anyway, so Elena grabs some water. Bonnie Bonnie looks at Elena and is like, give me, give me that. Can I have a And soup? she tosses the water onto Ben. And she should have thrown it at his face. Because if they had, like set his face on fire that would have been very difficult to set like to t- like do you know what i mean that would have been very yeah. difficult to, yeah but instead he just rubs it out of his arm yeah but i also think that she should have opened the blinds um but i guess that they're not really used to vampires not being able to walk in the sun <laughs> because that's so all true. of the vampires they know walk in the sun <laughs> so they probably didn't think about it that's so so true Including Anna. It's such a close call because Bonnie makes it out the door, but Elena doesn't. And then bartender vampire Ben uses that to get Bonnie to come back inside, which is a bummer. It was a good It was a good es- escape attempt. It was. So at the town square, Anna... She's on her way to the rendezvous, to the rendezvous point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeremy runs up to Anna and you can see her face and she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I was not prepared to have to go into cute, cutesy mode. I'm, I'm in my... Let's make a deal mode. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's like, hey, Anna, want to go to Duke's douche party with me? Yeah. And he's just like, are you ready to like go out with me now? And you can see the irony on her face. Like she's like, oh, this is what I would have wanted earlier in my plan. (laughs) But now you're ready to date me. But I really like Jeremy in this moment because he's like, he says he likes her. You're fun. But also strange and lurky. But I guess I like that too. Jeremy in this episode is kind of realizing that he doesn't have a lot of friends, which obviously Tyler calls out in an asshole way. And he is kind of seen as like this loner and maybe he's getting to a point where he doesn't want to be a loner. He just is one. Um, Mm. And that's, I don't know, I think it's it's nice that he's reaching out to Anna to go with him to do this. Yeah, Um, definitely. Be better if she wasn't a vampire that had just kidnapped his sister, but here we are. We all have our problems, Nikki. (laughs) We all have our drawbacks. We all, yeah, no one's perfect. Um, (laughs) Is it a red flag if your partner kidnaps your sister? Maybe. Potentially. And David shows up and along those lines, he's like, got a hot date or are you just planning on nabbing the entire Gilbert family? (laughs) So good. Oh. Damon never misses. Never no, misses. He never does. I also love that um, in this back and forth with Anna, uh, Damon and her are talking about what you have versus what I have, and Stefan won't join you. And then Anna's like, well, then I hope that he doesn't mind that I'm going to kill Elena. And then Damon's like, oh, shit. Like, I don't want you to kill Elena, even though I was just saying that I wanted her to die. I don't actually want her to die. Yeah, that was a friend he was doing for Stefan. And now that it's just Anna, it's like, uh, and he like winces. He's like, when do you want to do this? (laughs) I love that Anna sees it on his face. And she says, God, it's like 1864 all over again. You Salvatore brothers are pathetic when it comes to women. I knew you would love that line. I was just like... I love that line! It's so good! <laughs> I like that you also are picking out lines that you're like, Nikki's gonna like this. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. I, I know the specific ones that I don't have to write down because I'm like, Nikki's gonna write that down. <laughs> so we go back to the worst conversation in the world in the motel room. Uh, he's like, but witches can die, right? So we established that. 
Thanks, exposition, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it feels so ham-fisted so that at the end, when Grams dies, the audience is like, we're not oh, yeah, all we like, learned that witches well, could witches die. Well, witches die. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which nobody thought. Like, Ben. Nobody thought. Ben. Um, and then Stefan sh- comes in, like, all old western on us and is like, if you don't leave this town after sundown, next time I see ya, I'll kill ya. What if Paul Wesley just and showed up like that? <laughs> He'd do a great job. He would be very funny in like a mock Western. I think Paul Wesley, that, that's his next gig. He's got to do it. I'll write to him. When Stefan comes in, it's like right as bartender Ben is being all cocky. And then he just like has to go and hide in a little corner. Yeah, he goes into the fetal position. <laughs> so the girls are safe and they go to the safest place I can think of, which is mm-hmm. Graham's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stefan seems to think so too, because he's like, you should stay here. <laughs> yeah, and Sheila is like, a prisoner in my own home? I don't think so. And Bonnie wants to know how Graham's found her, and she says, little locator spell was easy after I found out you were missing, and, you know, the worry and the anger fueled her power, which is also exposition for later. Because Stefan didn't know that Bonnie was missing until Anna called, and then when he finds that out, immediately calls Graham. Uh, they talk about, you know, they have to get Catherine out for Damon because Damon's not going to stop and they all reluctantly agree on that but the the issue now is getting Damon to work with them when they just betrayed him yesterday so um Elena is sent to do that she volunteers to do that because she says I know how to get him to agree I know what I have to do she says Damon is hurt not angry Elena is also the one to suggest that they should let him have Catherine No one else really wants that. Bonnie is like, he doesn't deserve to get what he wants. And Grams is like, which is being pulled down by vampire problems. But she eventually agrees with Elena. She's like, Stefan, if you destroy the rest with fire, then this will all be like, it'll all be over. Right? It'll all be over, she said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She didn't know. No, but she had another, she had another thing in plan, plan in mind. That's true. That's true. Grams is the real MVP of this episode. We cut to the motel room uh, where Anna finds Ben. Anna's like, you had one job, Ben. One job. And they decide to go to the tomb anyway. She says something <laughs> very similar to Elena, where she says, Damon's not going to stop. And you can see her kind of like her wheels turning in her head. And she's like, and we're going to be there when he opens it. Which is kind of like this interesting moment for me when she's done all of this work to open it herself. And then she has to rely on the fact that Damon's sheer perseverance is going to get this thing opened. And she's right. So back at the boarding house, Elena and Damon are talking. And this fucking scene had me holding my breath the entire time. It was so good. I loved this scene. It is a really good scene. What's so interesting about this scene is that it's such a great opportunity for the actors to really dig into like having their objectives and using different tactics to get to where they want to get. Mm. And the first thing Elena does is she makes this pitch where she's like, listen, I convinced Bonnie to help you. We're all on the same side. We're all we're all in this together. We're all here to support you. And he's like, pass. He's just not interested. And I also don't understand that tactic because they don't care about Catherine. So, like, he's right to not have that work for him. And he brings up the, you know, if, if we could have, like, a big neon sign blinking, pointing to title of the episode. Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> and then Elena makes a second bid. She brings up their connection. Mm-hmm. And she says, we, we have something, an understanding. And this is intriguing to him. 
and but but he still kind of pushes back a little bit on it he's like i don't know if i can trust you and she ups the bid even more and she takes off her protection against compulsion she takes off her necklace she says ask me if i'm lying now so she's it's almost like she's undressing herself for him in a way Mm. of like getting more and more vulnerable because at first she's like we're all in this with you and then she's like i'm in this with you and she's also getting physically closer to him too and in a great moment he puts the necklace back on her yeah because she asks him while she's doing this why didn't you compel me in atlanta and he's being the smart ass and is like how do you know i didn't and she's just like you didn't like i know you didn't And after he puts the necklace back on her, he says, I didn't compel you in Atlanta because we were having fun and I wanted it to be real. Oof, this scene. Can I ask you, Nikki, why do you really think Elena is convincing everyone to give Damon what he wants? I think it's twofold. I think that she wants, A, to have this whole conundrum be done because she thinks that, like, once, like we get Catherine out, then we can stop this whole nonsense. Because she thinks the whole reason Damon's in town causing trouble is because he knows that the tomb is here and he wants Catherine back. Because he has said, Mm -hmm. like, when I get Catherine back, like, I'm gone. It's just going to be me and Catherine frolicking through the field. So I think there's that part of it. And then I think it's also, to some extent, she understands him in this level of, like, doing whatever you need to do for the people you love. She opens her speech with that where she says, I'm not going to apologize for not telling you about the grimoire because I was protecting the people I love. She's like, but you were too in your own twisted way. If we think about it, if it were Elena that was in that tomb, what would Stefan do to get her back? True. I want to posit that her, I don't know if she's thought this through all the way of having someone that looks exactly like her be loosed from a tomb. I don't think she thinks that they're going to stick around. Yeah, that's true. But also... We've been talking in my acting class. I'm pushing up my glasses, listeners, like the nerd that I am. We've been talking in my acting class about making the strongest choice possible. And I think the strongest choice possible for Elena in this moment is to feel like she wants Damon to be happy. And maybe, you know, feels like because she looks exactly like his ex-girlfriend and they do have a connection... That if she, because she's with Stefan, she can't be that for him. But if she can let Catherine out, she can give him what he, you know, needs and wants that she can't give him. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, and I can see, you know, there are a lot of layers to this in this yeah. scene. But when she says we have a connection, you know, that's very loaded. Yeah, um, for sure. Because she's in a relationship with his brother. Mm-hmm. But... It's it's very intimate, and the way that he kind of strokes her hair as he's like taking the ne- you know putting the necklace back on and taking his hands away, and he says, "I'm trusting you. Don't make me regret it." There's just like a level of intimacy there that the reason why this is so compelling to watch is because there are all these layers that we're wondering about as as viewers. If this were just about Elena trying to get Damon to leave, I don't think we'd find it that interesting. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Because it is it is loaded, you know. They do have this intimacy or this this chemistry. Um, and this she is right that they do have a connection. Um, they do seem to yeah. get each other. Even from the beginning, before she knew he was a vampire, she could read him yeah. very well. Um, and, it, and she knows that. And she's definitely using it. Oh boy, Nikki, 
So I misspoke a a couple episodes ago, and I need to officially apologize for calling the Decade Dance the 10th big event of the Vampire Diaries. It was only the 9th. And this is the lamest 10th event (laughs) in comparison to that. (laughs) How dare you? The Decade Dance is number one in my heart, okay? (laughs) This is Duke's party. He comes home from Duke. As much, I don't know when, how often he comes home for Duke. I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention to that part. But Duke is back from Duke. He buys the beer. He buys the beer. And we don't know who the, who the fuck is Duke? Who I don't know. Is it supposed is to be the guy that was drinking with Tyler in the opening of this scene? I don't know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, bonfires are a burning, folks are a cheersin', the miners are a drinking, and Matt and Caroline pop up to say hi to Elena. Yeah, it's... I don't really like this scene. I didn't need this scene. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It was just... It It was... I mean, it, it pays off later when Caroline talks about... Um, when Caroline talks to Matt about Damon. Like, that pays mm-hmm. off. But I feel like this scene was so quick and just, like, kind of weird for the pacing of what we were about to do. That I was like, I don't... Like, I didn't even catch the fact that she, like, grabs Matt's hand. In front of Elena. Like, I was like, so then later I was like, why is Matt being, why is Matt even saying that she's clinging? Like, I don't, that's also unjustified. But, like. Yeah, I didn't catch it the first time that I watched it either. But um, I did the second time. And I really liked it because it's like he's waiting for anything, anything. Because Caroline hasn't banked a lot of, like, good graces for him. Or, like, a lot of patience. I don't know how to say that. But anyway, I, ju- I thought I liked that moment that she's like doing it for Damon. She's trying to show Damon, like, look, I'm with the good guy. And like, I've got a nice person now. But Elena and Matt have this unspoken moment of like, oh, weird. Like, almost like she's kind of claiming him. And it it reads different. But I love that we get to see Caroline like really trying and communicating later about it. So I actually really liked it because I want them to go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) But Damon knows it's for him. And when she says, I wasn't talking to you, he says, sure you were. Mm-hmm. So he, he knew. He knew what it was. He read it for what it was. And he says, oh, you're Matt. There's a reason we haven't met. <laughs> and at the church, uh, they're going to burn them all up. They got all these big old gas tanks, flamethrowers and all. <laughs> I love that when Damon walks up, he says, brother, brother witches. witches. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and they've got the gasoline. And back to the Duke party in the woods. Tyler is chugging it, I guess, with some dude, probably Duke. And he sees Jeremy and he hits him up for weed in this super weird moment where Jeremy says what we're all thinking. And he's like, what? Like, you're so mean to me. And now you want to party with me? And Tyler goes on to be a wicked asshole to Jeremy. Um, He's like, you know, it's like a party. Like, just, you know, you're a partier. And Jeremy's like, I'm not. And if I was, I wouldn't party with you. And Tyler, like, he has to go and, like I said earlier, be like, do you even have any friends? And as Jeremy, like, steps back and he's alone, he's starting to regret coming here. Before we get to when Anna pops up, I just want to say I would like this scene so much more if it were coded with Tyler having a crush on Jeremy and, like, being not secure with his sexuality i i was like reading Hmm. that that's an interesting take i've never seen i never thought of it that way right because like 
Tyler has shitty motives here. Like, we know that th- th- there's nothing that's been shown or anything that's canon that says that, like, Tyler is gay. But I I would love this scene if what it was was this, like, this kid with a macho asshole dad who thinks that he has to be a macho asshole, especially to the guy that he likes. That would make sense to me as motivation for this. But as it is, it is a stupid scene, and he's a stupid character, and it's missing a very crucial point. He does have one of my favorite lines, though. He calls Jeremy the enemy of fun. I have been an enemy of fun many a times at a party. But as he's teasing him, as you were saying, about being all alone and not having any friends, up turns Anna. I love that he turns around and Anna's there and she says, thank God. She's like, weird, hello, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And they he's just relieved that he has a friend there. I just wanted to hug Jeremy in the scene. I know. Your poor your poor plant. Your poor plant. My poor baby. <laughs> oh, but then we go back to the the church area where um we've got the witches setting up and air is called in, represented as fire. Earth is called in, represented by fire. Fire is called in, represented by itself, and water, oh no, they, they, they went with actual water. So the props person this day forgot to bring the dirt and the feather or the fan or whatever, and they were like, but I have these extra torches. I love that Elena is like, is it just water from the tap? And Krams is like, as opposed to what? And Elena's just like, I don't know, I just thought you'd have to like bless it or something. And I just like the chili gives her like this smile. <laughs> it's like no, it's cute. Yes, everybody's got their materials all together, and Damon's got his blood bag for Catherine. Uh, and he says, "Unless Elena, unless you're offering a vein." Second joke, same episode. Uh, huh. Got it. Um, but he says to Stefan, "I'm sure you're excited to get rid of me." And he's like, "I'm excited to get rid of you." Mm-hmm. So we know why Stefan is doing this for sure. Yes. And then flashing back to the party, Jeremy and Anna are kind of off on their own, and he remembers Vicky without saying her name, and and Anna picks up immediately, and she's like, I remind you of a dead someone? And he's like, no, no, um, just someone that I used to know. Somebody that he used to know. And the song kicks into everybody's head. They talk about Jeremy and his non-scene, um... Or he says he doesn't really know what scene he fits into because he's going through this kind of transformatory process. Um, Yeah, which looks really good on him. Yeah, and Anna says that she's leaving with her mom. They're moving and that this is goodbye. And there is these moments with Jeremy where you can see that Anna, part of her wishes things were different. Like she's not going to sacrifice the plan to get her mom back. But there's these little m- moments when Jeremy, like, surprises her and she wishes that it could be different. Um, but it's not. And when they're kissing, <laughs> bartender Ben whacks Jeremy on the back of the head. Yep, right after their first kiss. I'm pretty sure that you can't just hit somebody on the back of the head to knock them out. This show makes it seem, like, so easy to just, like, <laughs> knock somebody unconscious. And I don't think it really works like that also i'm very concerned about the level of concussions that pretty much everybody in the show so far has sustained (laughs) like agreed almost everybody has been knocked unconscious at one point or another yeah they probably have the same amount of concussions that matt has playing football (laughs) (laughs) oh no topical (laughs) 
sorry. <laughs> um, and and we're supposed to believe that Ben is that in Diana that he's like because she's like you didn't have to hit him that hard and he's like yeah I did. Ugh. And Anna's like all right let's take Jeremy to meet my mother. <laughs> and it's like who are you? Who's the real you? I don't know. Ugh, speaking of asshole men, Matt is talking to Tyler. Matt a looks fucking trashed because he's just like gazing <laughs> off into nothing he's holding a beer bottle with his beer i can't help but see the blooper scene for this every single time like in the so so <laughs> there's this blooper where you see like zach rorig who plays matt in shadow and he's holding the beer but he's holding it down by where his penis is and they're like hey hey uh zach could you hold the beer bottle higher because right now it looks like your penis <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so I think about that every single time when I see this. And Tyler comes in and he swoops Matt's beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he's like, where's your date? And Matt's all like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do like the whole public dating thing. She seems like she might be clingy. Fuck you, Matt. And Tyler's like, well, good. I need my boy to be single anyway. And I'm like, why? Mm. <laughs> Tyler, stop hitting on every hot guy at this party, please. You flirt. Um, <laughs> doesn't it make him so much better? <laughs> it does. Like Caroline comes up uh, and Tyler's like, mm, not drunk enough for this. I'm gonna go. <laughs> and Caroline does speech number three, two, mm-hmm. three, three, three. Yeah, we're on mm-hmm. three. All good things. Uh, come in threes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I love that she explains where she's coming from in this speech um and you can see matt like soften when she explains yeah and she's like forgiven and he's like yeah Yeah, yeah, you didn't do anything wrong like you did nothing wrong well well if you okay let's say you were dating someone that you knew used to date like your best friend like me and then in front of me you held hands with my ex-boyfriend like as you came up to say hi to me it would be weird it would be like why would you do that I mean, sure. I guess I see things a little differently where I'm like, A, that would never happen. B, uh, (laughs) if you've already gotten to the point where you're saying that you're dating, you should be able, like, it, it, mm, I don't know, the idea of being like, we can't hold hands because you're in front of your ex is like, I wouldn't be cool with that. Yeah, true that. Especially when said ex has explicitly been like, I'm not in Matt anymore. That's true. I don't Your best friend has been Matt. like, so how's it going with so-and-so? Oh no, I'm totally over him. He just needs to get over me. Blah, blah, blah. All, all the things. Yeah. But they still had a weird reaction to it. And I, I just, I kind of get it, but. Sure. But also like, it's not enough to be like, she's clingy. I might break up with her. Yeah, that's weird. But you know how it is when you're in an in-between place and people try to talk to you about your relationship. And and it's Tyler. Yeah, and it's Tyler. And Go it's flirt Tyler. with someone else, Tyler. God. So anyway, back to the witches who are chanting. Chanting away. And meanwhile, the, Damon and Elena and Stefan think this is a great time to be like, is that Latin? Is that German? I don't know. It's like, shut up, guys. They're concentrating. Ugh. I mean, I think that was more for the audience so that they could be like, is it Latin? And they're like, no, it's not. Because... The show didn't want to take the time to learn Latin. <laughs> um, but they open up the door, specifically not lifting the spell, but they open the door and Stefan goes to get the gas because for some reason they didn't bring that down 
Stupid. The first time. Stupid. It's just an excuse for him to leave so that he's not there yes. for the whole argument where Elena has to go in with Damon. And uh, when Elena's like, I get it. Like, he has to go in. Don't worry, Sheila. Because Sheila's like, about as much as I trust you. And uh, Damon goes in with Elena and he grabs a torch like he's Indiana Jones and they head into the chamber. Which was better than the silly little flashlight that Elena has. They make better flashlights than the one Elena has. Elena's is like the tiniest little pinprick of light. Yeah. Like, she's like flashing it around. Can't see anything. Right. Like, what are we doing? Yep. I don't know why that bothered me so much. It did. I was like, I have better, like, I bring like a lant, like they have camping lanterns. Like I have like four of them. Like you're telling me that they can have like, they set up torches to dig up the grave of their father, but they can only bring like tiny little flash. Mm -hmm. So we go to another place in the Mystic Falls woods and um, Anna's like totally a Slytherin, right? Because in this scene, she has this like genius plot move of like, well, Stefan, you can either save your girlfriend's brother or save your girlfriend. Yeah, because she's like, you can either stop me because I'm going to go get my mom. You can either stop me or save Jeremy. And obviously Stefan has to save Jeremy. (laughs) And also, like, I don't know why. Like, I get it's like another vampire, but like, it's just one more vampire. It's not like she wants to like all of the vampires out, you know? Totally. So inside the tomb, Damon and Elena are walking through and Elena keeps hearing things. She's like, what is that? And Damon says, they can sense you. Which is not terrifying at all. Cool. Good thing Damon's not going to just like ditch her immediately. (laughs) (laughs) And if that happened, I would definitely not keep going and stay exactly where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of the tomb, Bonnie lets, uh, or well... Sheila lets Anna go in because Sheila explains in this moment why she's so willing to do this, which is none of them are coming out, baby. And what a twist. That is a worthy twist. That was maybe my favorite part of this episode was like, Sheila has the best plan, which is put more vampires in the tomb. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very, very good plan. There's some really good planning from women in this episode. (laughs) The men are really stumbling along. But you'd think that they'd treat witches better, considering it's almost like being mean to the person who's going to fix your car. Like, they have knowledge and skills that you don't have that you need in order to get places you need to go. So maybe don't be shitty to them. Maybe, like, treat them like royalty and build trust so that when they fix your car, they don't pretend to fix your car. Like, and have it break down later. Look how it worked for Stefan. They literally lift the spell because of Stefan. Yeah. So, that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. But I agree. Yes. Thank you. Because they have to trust witches a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and don't kidnap. They... Definitely don't kidnap your mechanic and be like, fix my car. You know? No. Make best friends with a witch. Have them make you daylight ring. And it's great. Bring them sage and stuff. I hear witches like that. What can we bring the witch? Bring them actual dirt and a fan so the next time they can actually call in the earth and air elements. (laughs) Anyway, the the, the things that I notice are just bizarre. Of course I would notice. So back on the surface level, Stefan and Ben have the shortest fight ever. (laughs) Yeah, and Stefan tells Ben everything that we already know, that he's a bad character with no motivation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I love that he just, like, knocks him over, and then Ben's like, is that all you got? And he's like, no, I got this. (laughs) And now we all realize where the inspiration for the Leo DiCaprio flamethrower moment came from in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) 
and second uh, broods. That's his reaction to everything. He's absolutely. like brooding as yeah. he's flamethrowing. Then leaves Jeremy up on the surface <laughs> and yeah. uh, goes back down with the little gas tanks. And he's like, oh, oh, where'd everybody go? Uh, Elena went in and he's about to immediately run in to her. And Sheila stops him and tells him to like not to do that because, you know, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Yep. But meanwhile, in the tomb, Elena's wandering around. She's seeing the desiccated vampires. She falls down, which is a great, great, good job. Pulls a Bella Swan. Um, <laughs> and she she sees next to her, there's a vampire there, and it opens its eyes, and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then Anna shows up, and she's all like, you know, I made a decision a long time ago that it was going to be Gilbert Blood that brought my mother back to life. And she sees Pearl. She noms down on Elena. Elena screams. And outside the tomb, we see Stefan be like, Elena's screaming. And he just immediately, he doesn't think for a second. He just immediately goes into the tomb. And Bonnie's like, oh, no. And Graham's is like, he made his choice. I was thinking about this and I was like, why does Bonnie want to stay, like save Stefan so bad? I also and was I thought, thinking well, about this. He did save her life. And that's yeah. how she's thinking of it. Um, mm-hmm. She told Elena that in a previous episode. And Graham says, but honey, if we let the seal down, there's no knowing if we can get it back up again. Uh-oh. I also really do like that Anna is like, I I decided it was going to be Gilbert Blood that brought my mom back. Like, I just think that that's cool. Because fuck the Gilberts. Specifically the 1864 Gilberts. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'm on Team Pearl. So back inside the tomb, Stefan saves Elena. Um... And Pearl, but but it, she got enough blood to the point where she can now call out to Anna, and they have this embrace, mm. and we're just like, uh, no matter what Anna's done, I want her to yeah, have her mama. Exactly. It's like she's an antagonist, but only depending on like how you look at it, you know. The best kind of antagonist. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Just one other thing to add: the makeup looks really good. Yeah, it does. The makeup they used on the vampires, well, for sure. specifically like Pearl. And also the contacts that they used, like on mm-hmm. the vampire that opened its eyes and it's like all red. Now, Nikki, now we get into the part of the episode, which is the reason why I was kind of lukewarm about this, which is like inside the tomb, outside the tomb. We do- oh, where are we? What are we doing? Um, <laughs> so uh, out on the surface, they they got to break it to Elena that even though she's gotten out, Stefan's like creeping near the entrance. He's like, hmm? I'm stuck in here. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm going back to the cave. <laughs> nice callback. Um, <laughs> I also feel like she jumps very quickly from like, oh my God, Stefan, you're stuck in here to we can't leave him. We promised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, and so I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm going to go get Damon. All right, I'll be yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Damon is having the realization that Catherine's not there. And he is throwing a little vamp tantrum. And in a moment of poor judgment, he throws the blood bag. Okay, but here's the thing. It's not really poor judgment. Because he has no idea what's going on with the tomb and the spells and the things. Um, But also, like... Can you fucking imagine that you have spent so fucking long just the she's not here 
It's it's what National Treasure is about. <laughs> That's what National Treasure is about. It's about like going into tombs or like ancient things, trying to find the shit that you're trying to find. And then That's not what National there... Treasure's about. <laughs> When's the last time you watched National Treasure, Bridget? This is a wannabe Indiana Jones episode. As I said before, I stand by no, it. No, we get one of those later, and I'm gonna have to cut this. We get one of those in Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, so cool. All right. So, but I just love that it's just like this pure shock of just like anger and hurt and just, what do you do? Oh, you get it together and you don't throw blood bags in a place where there are dead vampires. Yeah, but in his defense, like he doesn't know about the seal not going back up. Like he doesn't think it's going to do anything. If anything, it wakes them up for a minute and then they desiccate again. That's true. And and as Elena is, like, waiting for him to come out, instead, who comes out? They get the seal down, and Anna and her mom come out, and she says, I just wanted my mother back. We're leaving. Jeremy's outside. He's fine. Yeah. And and that's a kind of a redeeming moment for Anna, yeah. because she had gone all on Elena in the, you know, in the tomb. And it's clear that the witches are struggling. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie is failing. And Graham says, you know, Bonnie, keep going. And she's like, they better hurry. Stefan is trying to talk sense into Damon. You know, he's saying, like, it's not worth spending all of eternity down here. She's not worth it. And Damon's just in complete shock. Like, he, there's nothing there. He can't there. snap out of it. No. And yeah. similar to what you're saying before, I think Elena looking like Catherine is what helps in this moment. That's exactly what, that's exactly the note that I had written. Yeah, because she comes It's like a vision of Catherine appearing in the tomb. Yeah. And she says, Damon, please. And there's a music swell and you're like, woof. And they start to walk. They start to walk out. Can we put a little pep in our steps, people? You can vamp run? (laughs) What are we doing? They're like, man, we're just gonna make our way. Like, fuck off. Run. Run. Faster. Please. Maybe. But they <laughs> do get out just in time, even though the witches are obviously struggling, and the door shuts behind them. <sighs> We're done with the tomb, thank God. And back to the one of the lamest parties of the year. And guess who's not clingy and is just doing her own thing, talking to her friends? Oh my God, Caroline. Because yeah. it's Caroline, and she's mm-hmm. great. She does speech number three, and she explains all of that to him, and... She's not letting him get away with saying this will never work. Yeah. She says, I know you don't think this is going to work and I don't want to mess it up. And he says, I don't want to mess it up either. And I'm like, yeah, take responsibility for line up your words with your actions, Matt. She also admits, I'm scared you're going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Which is valid. Super valid. Because of the least romantic thing he said before they had their first kiss. Mm-hmm. Also, he was going to change his mind like 20 minutes ago. Fucking amen. Yep. So she's right. She's on top of it. Yep. I don't, I don't think I'm going to say this. I don't think Matt deserves Caroline. I agree. Mm. I agree. Back in the mystic woods, Stefan uh, and Elena find Jeremy and like, he's okay. And Damon is just like catatonic. And in a moment that must be really hard for Stefan as he watches the woman that he loves have a compassion for his brother that he can't seem to summon. Mm hmm. She walks over to Damon and she just embraces him. And I'm like, I love this. I love that Elena's strength of character is in her compassion. She's not the brightest bulb, but she does have the the shiniest heart 
where she just wants people to be okay. Yes, she does. Um, oh, God. There's just so, yeah. Poor Damon. Oh, my God. We go where we always go when things are done. We go to Gramps' house. Uh, and <laughs> Sheila is having a hard time. And Bonnie's, you know, that was a big spell. Yeah, she's like, trying to help her walk along. Yeah. And... She's like, I don't need to be coddled. I'm fine. She's not fine. Famous last words. Ugh. And they really, they really are her la- <laughs> so in jeremy's room elena's taking care of jeremy um and it you know i feel bad for jeremy because he's like i swear i didn't take anything like i don't know what happened i wasn't drinking like and elena's like no you're you're fine like it's it's okay i'm not upset at you like you didn't do anything wrong like poor baby um but also maybe just tell him about vampires <laughs> No? Okay, cool. All right. He's just going to take the Bella Swan approach, go to fucking Google, and search. No, he no, doesn't sorry. go to Google. He's just going to Bing. I prefer <laughs> the fucking Bing. God damn it, Jeremy Gilbert. Have some class. I had to... You know what I Googled during this? I Googled, is Bing still a search engine? <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> and he, he searches anyway. vampire. Yeah, vampires. Vampires in the real world. Ooh. Oh, my God. This next scene, though, we go back to the motel. Oh, and Damon, of course, the only thing he can latch onto right now is anger. It's the only thing he has right now is anger. So he goes to the motel room and he confronts Anna and Pearl. And he says, you knew she wasn't in there. And Anna's like, yeah, you wouldn't have helped me. Yes, and I think fair. the reason why she's able to say this to him is because he would have done the same thing. If Absolutely. he knew that her mother wasn't in there, he would have totally punked her yeah. and been like, help me get Catherine out. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's it's the perfect, Anna's the perfect example of ends justify the means for her. Yeah. She would have done she's whatever slither, she needed to do sure. to get her mother back. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that Damon, I think, understands um, when he's able to calm down a little bit. But... I love this flare of anger from him when he starts to choke Pearl and he says, why do you get a happy ending? And he says, why do you get a happy ending? Yes. It's like this moment of like of Pearl explaining what happened, that there was a guard that was obsessed with Catherine and Catherine promised to turn him and he let her go. And then we get the next reveal, which is that Anna saw Catherine in Chicago in 1983 and that she knows where Damon is. And she didn't care. And she didn't care. And you can see him. This is just him. the salt on the ever-widening wound. It's yeah. just the last straw. It's the last thing that he needed to know to then have everything come crumbling down on him. And all of his life come shift in perspective. Yeah. I do have to say that I love that this scene ends with him leaving and Anna and Pearl are just embracing and Anna says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I feel it. Like, she's like, I do get to have my person. And if my mother hadn't been in there, that would have hurt. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just love that they get to be together in this moment, even though Damon's pissed. But he's not pissed anymore. He, like, shuts the door quietly and just walks home. Yeah. He's just broken. Ugh. Well, one heartache to another. Hmm. Um, Elena calls Stefan 
while she's at Bonnie's house or Graham's house. Um, and she says, is Damon going to be okay? And Seven says, I don't know. Um, and he goes and sits next to him as Damon stares at the fire. And there's so much to think about here. Like, not only has he wasted all of his time doing this on a girl that he loved and thought loved him, he also hated Stefan for something that didn't actually end up happening this right. entire time. Well, Stefan still betrayed him by true, true know, by doing what by talking to his dad and being a narc. But you know, being a narc doesn't, to me, in this moment, read as the most important thing anymore. Because, as you're saying, because. Yeah. Stefan's able to sit with him and just, I think it's the perfect thing for him to just witness Damon and his pain. Yeah, because all of the things that Damon did, like Anna, he justified as, I'm doing this to get Catherine back. Yeah. In this moment, I have to say, I love Stefan and Elena as a couple because mm. they are both caretaking for their people. Like, yeah. Elena is over with Bonnie because it was a hard day and Stefan is here with his brother. I like it when they make each other better. Yeah. You know? they, they are good at that. And I like that. Bonnie goes to give Graham some tea as she's laying in bed. And Bonnie sits on the bed after pulling the covers up and realizes that Graham has passed away. And this scene is heartbreaking because she has this denial at first. And then she realizes what's happening and she calls for Elena and Elena immediately starts calling 911, but Bonnie breaks out her grimoire and she's like, I can fix I it. I can fix it. And Elena just like holds her. And Kat Graham's performance. Phenomenal. Heartbreaking is the word. Also, I just realized that her last name is Graham. Oh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget, it's going to be okay. Oh, God. Yeah. This is a this is probably the saddest death we've had so far. Yes, in true Vampire Diaries fashion, we lose one of the best female characters again this episode. Yes, whose, yes we do. Whose arc was cut too short. Yes, and we have to end with a cliffhanger. We go back to the tomb where do they have? Do they have no compassion for us? Do they just have? Do they just not care no. about our hearts that they were yeah, just no, broken? We, no, we need more conflict. They must move Here on. we are. The plot must move on. The plot must continue. Go on, yeah. <laughs> Where the trickle-down economics of uh, this blood bag are <laughs> feeding this vampire, this tomb vampire, who gets enough strength to open the door, and the spell seal is gone. And he looks up into the moonlight, and the episode ends. All right, Nikki. <laughs> who are right. you taking and who are you staking? I'm all bummed. <laughs> I'm taking Bonnie and I'm giving her a big ol' hug. And I am staking Ben. I couldn't really think of a ton of people I wanted to stake in this episode. Everyone's kind of heartbroken and it yeah. hurts. Um, I was taking Ben for being an asshole to Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Who are you taking and who are you staking? I'm taking Grams. I don't know where I'm taking her. I'm ta I'm taking her to to the the rainbow in the great beyond, Aww. where where she doesn't have to worry about vampires anymore and she can hang out with other cool witch professors and and then I'm also staking Ben because yep. like fuck that guy. Ick. 
God. All right. What is our word of the day? Our word of the day is lugubrious, which means mournful or dismal. Say it again. Lugubrious. Lugubrious. It can also mean very sad in an exaggerated or insincere way. All right, Nikki, what's your sentence? I said, I'm feeling very lugubrious after Graham's passing. Wow. Okay. Yes. I said, after Graham's death, I was almost too lugubrious to write notes on this episode. Oh, very close. Yes. Oh my gosh, Nikki. What's your tarot card and for whom? I had to do it. I picked the tower for Damon. (sighs) We're... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What did you... Did you pick the tower for Bonnie? Yes, I did! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I almost did that too. It's happening, Nikki. It's happening. We're almost We're getting closer. We're getting closer. So, listeners, we're trying to play almost like tarot bingo, tarot character bingo, (laughs) where, like, one of these days, Nikki and I are going to pick the same card for the same character. And that day is going to be an epic day, but that is not this day. It is almost this day. We can probably talk in in tandem a little bit about this then, since both characters are going through tower moments. same card, yes. Um, Yeah. With the tower being foundations crumbling walls crumbling in order to make room for the new um for damon at least i picked this for him because of so much of who he is and what he's done has been built up around Catherine and his love for Catherine and his devotion to her and now he has realized that he has spent so much of his life and his energy on somebody who does not care about him mm-hmm And that is such a rattling realization that he almost has to, like, reform himself or rebuild himself as somebody different Mm -hmm. because of how much of his life, like, pretty much his entire life, he has spent trying to get Catherine back, only to find out that she was never anywhere to be found. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And to tie in the tower to that, it's very... Because the tower has this image of, like, this big old tower, which is crumbling, and it's, like, been hit by lightning, and there are people falling from it. And there's, like, a tornado in the back, and there's just storms, and it's 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 complete and utter destruction. Yeah, and usually it's, like, it's a good card for a tumultuous life period. Like, it, even more than, like, the death card, because death is almost like a surrendering letting go. Yeah, it's almost And the more tower peaceful. is like, something is probably ripped from you. Um, right. And you just have to surrender to the experience of it because there's nothing you can do. And that's why I picked it for Bonnie, because in this moment when she's like, I can fix it. I have magic. I can fix it. No, you can't. Um, it, it's just, it's like life kind of rips the rug out from under us occasionally. Mm-hmm. And her safe harbor is gone. Exactly. Her safe harbor is gone. And Bonnie... Grams was like the the mentor that she really took for granted in a lot of ways. And now this person that was like an anchor to knowledge and an anchor to like comfort and who has come to the rescue a couple of times is no longer there. Um and it's it's a it's kind of a forever change that we'll see how it affects her going forward. I mean the tower isn't done the moment that the change happens because it's all about like growing back over. It's almost like, you know how there are some places in the world where um, certain types of plants grow 
only because like volcanoes explode there and like lava like burns it over and yeah. over again but because it gets burned and destroyed so often it creates like really fertile soil for something else to grow um i, mm-hmm. I don't want to skip ahead too much here but we don't know how this it, this is going to continue to affect these characters and we'll learn a lot about them and yeah. they'll learn a lot about themselves as they move forward after this intense change to sort of the structure that held them up Damon with Catherine and Bonnie with Grams. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <sighs> and that's it for the episode. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this is a hard one for me. Oh, I've been your host, Nikki. And I have been your host, Bridget. Thanks for joining us for Fool Me Once. And tune in next time to find out what the fuck Damon is going to do now that he doesn't have Catherine to look for. Tune in next time to see if Jeremy learns any other tips from Bella Swan. Tune in next time to find out if Tyler will flirt with all the boys in school. Dear Diary, Duke goes to Duke? Dear Diary, just stand there, the enemy of fun. Dear Diary, spirits talk, Mr. Salvatore, and so does my granddaughter. Dear Diary, I'll fix it. Dear Diary, she knew where you were, Damon. She didn't care. <laughs>